It's the Progress Pod, a production of the Franklin County Coalition for Progress. I'm Pete Mazzoni with Jeremy Kate. It doesn't take a big percentage of fraud to get a giant number of dollars. The Medicare budget is around $700 billion a year, and it's estimated that around 10%, or about $70 billion, is attributable to fraud. The Affordable Care Act has made some progress in reigning in fraud, but the real watchdogs are those receiving Medicare benefits who can ferret out care that was paid for, but not administered and reported. To assist seniors in helping to end this fraud, we have with us Sheldon Schwartz, a local volunteer, and from the Center for Advocacy and the Rights and Interests of the Elderly, Dan Malloy. Thanks for joining us today, gentlemen. I want to start with you, Dan, and talk about your organization. Do uh, you go by the acronym CARI? Go ahead and tell us a little bit about that and what you do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say thank you for having us here. It's quite a pleasure. Um, yeah, so CARI is the Center for Advocacy for the Rights and Interests of the Elderly. We are located in uh, Center City, Philadelphia. CARI itself has been around since uh, the mid-1970s. Um, the program that we'll be talking about specifically re- related to fraud today began in 1997 uh, with the Senior Medicare Patrol. Uh, overall, CARI has multiple programs. We provide uh, a lot of service, advocacy, education, outreach for uh, older adults, not only in Philadelphia, but throughout the state of Pennsylvania. What happened in 1997 to initiate this program? Uh, that's a great question. I, uh, you know, I, I think there was a lot of industrial movement within um, healthcare, Medicare, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of government oversight trying to rein in issues that had become more and more uh, involved and developed over time, mm-hmm. uh, especially related to fraud. And as we all know, controlling healthcare costs has been something that that has been within the purview of the government and not only that but you know people who pay into insurance on you know every month every paycheck um, paying attention to where their money goes in terms of health care and I think uh, the government specifically the administration of community living uh, really uh, wanted to turn a brighter light onto to how to help mm-hmm. reduce fraud and save money what what changed with the onset of the Affordable Care Act Ooh, uh, how much time do you have? Um, much time as you need. Well, I'll, I'll keep it uh, as short as possible. Um, the Affordable Care Act obviously was an extremely monumental uh, piece of legislation that came through um, in the U.S. And the way, the structure in which healthcare was reimbursed, the structure in which people gained access to care, and, and we talk about this, um, this, this triad, this triangle between controlling cost, quality, um, and access to care, and the Affordable Care Act really um, focused on improving the access to care while reducing costs. And mm-hmm. part of that, uh, related to fraud, it was very evident that, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, 10% of the healthcare dollars being lost to fraud is doesn't take a small percentage to make a lot of money. Right, um, right. And I, I with these government numbers, it's just staggering. It's it's outrageous. And I know you mentioned uh, about 70 billion with a B. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's there's estimation that it can go as high as 90 billion in, mm-hmm. in terms of fraud, waste, uh, mm-hmm. errors, and abuse. Mm-hmm. And how does how is fraud manifested in terms of billing? I mean, how does it occur? Yeah, it's interesting. So the key the key point with fraud to remember is that fraud uh, there has to be intent. 
um, if you're intending to be malicious or to be fraudulent, um, then we would call that fraud. There's also errors and abuse uh, waste as well. So mm-hmm. when it comes to billing services, we try to caution ourselves with saying that people are being fraudulent. Um, most providers are acting in the best interest of their patients and right. would not intentionally commit fraud. However, so this form of overbilling or? Yeah. So when it comes down to billing, the fraud that we see would be overbilling. Upcoding is a big one. Uh, charging for services. What that would never... upcoding be? Give us the definition of that. Uh, I can give you a very local good example. Um, Actually, in um, Delaware County, right outside of Philadelphia, there's a podiatrist who was um, clipping toenails of Medicare beneficiaries and uh, charging for um, nail services, removal of ingrown nails, and making well over a 150-200% increase on reimbursement because of that. Mm -hmm. So upcoding in and of itself is basically... Um, performing a service but billing for something that is far more extensive and will um, and that's fraud with intent that is fraud (laughs) with intent my friend yes for sure sheldon what got you involved with this program oh that's a long story i I like long stories let's go i I was living it turns out when i was living in uh, st petersburg florida i got involved with the pinellas county area age on aging and they had a program like this there, and I said, well, I can go out and talk to folks about waste, fraud, and abuse in the Medicare program. And then when I moved here to uh, Pennsylvania, I looked around, and the local area agency did not have this program, and I got a cast around and said, well, what happened? Well, it turns out that Carrie has the contract with the CMS for the whole state. And they okay, run now the let's, let, before program. we get too far into terminology, yeah. what is CMS? Oh, a Center for Medicare Medicaid. Okay, Services. thank you. Thank you. Sorry, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, I, I do that all the time. It's okay. I so many acronyms along right. the way. And I'll keep asking. I will. <laughs> and and uh, so I, when I came uh, here, I finally found out that Carrie is, was the organization that carried the program for the state of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got in touch and somehow. and. I got trained and started go out and giving presentations in Franklin County, and now I go Franklin, Fulton, Cumberland, Adams, wherever Dan schedules me, I go. Now you're called an SMP or a Senior, Senior Medicare Patrol. Correct. What What are you going out and what message are you giving to people to try and get them up to speed on watching out for fraud? Well, the first thing I I ask is everybody on Medicare. I try and find out the people in the audience, are you on Medicare, or do you have someone that you know, or are you a caregiver, or you, do you know, and everybody knows somebody who's on Medicare and can make a difference. And the first thing you tell them is that, do you realize there is fraud in Medicare? And some people go, no, like yesterday, I gave a presentation at Luther Luther Ridge, uh, Spirit Trust Luther Ridge up on Black Cap Road. And two of the people in the audience are going this way, and some of the people are going this way, nodding yes and no. And I go, well, how about $70 billion worth? And they go, $70 billion worth of fraud? I go, yes, about 10% of the budget. And then I just go, "Um, does anybody know what a billion dollars is? I say, how much is a billion dollars? And people look at me, and I've, and I've given presentations on this to make people understand what a billion dollars is. I put zeros on a board, and they go, oh. But then I say, figure it this way. 
One second, 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, 24 hours in a day, and so on and so on. How many years is a billion seconds? How many years is a billion seconds? Any guess? Me, no. <laughs> 37 and a half years. Wow. All right. Now, does that, to me, it, I see people finally look at me and go, oh, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's too big of a number to almost conceive of. And that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. And that's the problem. You know, the, the federal budget, the dollars, you talk about billions, and people say, well, it's a billion, a billion here. What a, S.I. Hayakawa used to say, oh, a decimal point here, a decimal point there. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah. But that's one of the things I try to get the realization of what the dollars are. Mm -hmm. And then we get into the discussion of what you can do about it. So we use three words, protect, and maybe I'm getting too far down, but no, no, protect, detect, and report. And I talk about what do you protect? You protect your number, your Medicare number. Mm -hmm. And I told a story about we just changed over in the United States from your Medicare number being your Social Security number, which everybody had before. And now it is now an alphanumeric number of numbers and letters that was randomly ascribed to each individual. And we think... And I'm not sure we have any evidence yet that this makes a difference yet, Dan, but we think that's going to make a difference. And the reason why is Social Security number is everywhere. It's on your bank account, your right. mortgage, your, mm -hmm. your, everything you own. So it's accessible to folks who you really want to commit want fraud. Commit fraud. Mm -hmm. Now, with this new alphanumeric number, it's not out there. So we're, we're hoping that that is one leg that we can say this is going to help reduce the fraud. Isn't it interesting we're having to create secondary layers of identification? There's also the real ID in Pennsylvania. Hello. In order to, you know, stop Hello. fraud. But anyway, go on. Yeah. No, anyway, so that's then I go through to protect the number and protect it. And, and I, I tell folks that uh, only carry it with you in according to the guidance we get from Carrie and, and, and the federal government is to sell only take your Medicare card with you when you go to a doctor's office or a lab or something like that. I always told the story, and I'll, I'll use it as I always do. I always tell the story, it's, it's like me. I carry my car with me all the time. You never know when I may need a doctor. Right. It's, I, I think about it like when my mom used to tell me when I left home. And she'd always say, make sure you have clean underwear on. <laughs> So, I mean, right. I, I feel that way about my Medicare card. i got to carry it around, and it's with me all the time. So we tell folks to protect the number. Mm -hmm. Always protect it. Now, what happens if that number gets loose and out there? Well, then it's, it's fair game, and there are so many examples of how the Medicare number could be used. One example. I get the Medicare number, and there are, believe it or not, unscrupulous folks and unscrupulous professional doc doctors and receptionists and on and on and on and on because there's so much money involved they're there i can take a little bit of it and nobody will know right skim a little off the top skim a little off the top get a little here get a little here. but it turns out that it bms a lot and there was just one recent case uh 
for uh, against a company that was doing what was called genetic testing for markers on cancer, uh, and it's pretty bogus stuff. Mm-hmm. But they built the government for two point five billion dollars. Good lord, two point five through not only uh, doing bogus testing, but also bribing receptionists, doctors, the whole chain of events to get this money. Yeah, yeah. And they were billing, how? They were billing Medicare. So everybody that got the test got a piece of paper that said, your Medicare was charged for this. Now, how do they know that? Well, every quarter, everybody gets a Medicare Medicare summary notice. It's coming called an MSN. Okay. And the simple message that I give, and that's part of the protect, detect, when you get your Medicare medical summary notice, take a look at it. Right. Open it up. Open it up. See what it says. A lot of times, it only tells you, a lot of times, it'll tell you, how much you may build by the provider. You may be billed by the provider five bucks or 50 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. So people go through it and they go, well, you may be billed zero, 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 zero. I don't know any money. They throw it away. <laughs> right. It's true. I believe it. Yeah. So what we're asking, and it's a very simple thing, we say, take a look at it. See if you were there. See if you were actually at the doctor's or you got that appointment and check it and keep a calendar. And Dan has is, Dan is put together a, a, a booklet, which is like a journal that we now hand out, that people can actually mark down in there and keep track of when they go where for a doctor's mm-hmm. appointment, a hospital, or whatever. So, so recording ask, the appointments on your end so they match up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I always, I always show them, here's my life. You know, this is my calendar. Okay. I carry everything I go. He's got where a nice little notebook out for the it's listeners. Got, yeah, and they and I say, okay, I look at it, and if it doesn't match, what do you do? In the MSN, it gives the name and the address and the phone number of the provider. You call them. Now, sometimes I will say a lot of people look at me and say, "But, but the address is wrong or the name is wrong." I say. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it's Phoenix, Arizona, because the billing. The, a lot of providers use the billing services, right. that, so the address is different. But don't let that dis- deter you. Call, mm-hmm. and then based on their reaction, if they say, "Oh, we made a mistake," blah 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 blah, and you're satisfied, fine. But if you get guff and you think it's a, a farce, they think it's a fraud, whatever. Dial 1-800-MEDICARE. That's the answer. That's the detect part. Mm-hmm. And the report is Medicare, 1-800-MEDICARE. Call it, report it, and feel like you've done the right thing. Okay. That's the total message of the protect, detect, and report that I give. Excellent. Dan, what is the negative impact of all this fraud on care for the elderly? Specifically on care for the elderly, uh, it could be pretty substantial. Um, obviously, every dollar that is lost in the Medicare program is a dollar that can't be spent toward providing care toward, you know, a vulnerable or um, person or older adult or anybody um, 
on Medicare who, who needs that coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that as well, it's rare, but it does happen where we see issues that a compromised Medicare number will result in the denial of claims in the future. So if a person's uh, Medicare number is compromised uh, as a result of a fraud, um, then he or she might have services rendered in the future that get denied by Medicare. And now, that really makes keeping that Medicare number safe real. Exactly. Because if you can't get care when you need it, I mean, that's, that's frightening. Yeah. I mean, imagine you know, going to, to your physician, having a full workup, blood work. You get, get a um, bill. You get a bill for several thousand dollars, and Medicare mm-hmm. denied it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, can, that can really really pose an issue for a lot of people. There's an issue that I have as well, and, and that is um, there are a lot of health screenings that are being done in various locations by some reputable and whatever, in gyms and schools and stuff like that, where they set up and they do health screenings. And sometimes they'll ask, come on over here and we'll do your blood test, we'll do something, and they ask for your Medicare number. Once you give them that Medicare number, what happens, and I'm not saying it happens all the time, they will charge Medicare for your annual physical wellness check. Mm -hmm. Then you go to your primary and you say, I'm here for my annual wellness check. And they go, oh, you already had it. Medicare's already paid for it because you had it done through this health fair thing. Mm -hmm. So that's a direct impact. Of, of a f- potential fraud or a misuse or I don't want to put it in a fraud category but it could be a misuse or a misrepresentation of something mm-hmm. where an elderly person feels like they're doing the right thing they're getting a blood test it's free it's free but it, I mean, that's free. a dangerous word in our <laughs> I society yeah. I mean, it's free yeah. nothing is free nothing's free no. somebody's paying for something that's correct so that that issue is a direct health impact mm-hmm the other one is, as Dan was saying, when if, if uh, for for what's called durable medical equipment, durable medical equipment is everything from a cane to a brace to a wheelchair to anything that's used or as a hearing device. aids. Hearing aids are not covered. They're not covered. They should be. They should be. They're not here covered by Medicare, but they should be. Yeah, definitely. That's another issue. <laughs> We'll lobby for that another Great, time. Great, please yeah. do. My I, dad would be grateful. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just, I'll tell you my story later. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, uh, in those instances, they get an unscrupulous doctor. One, one woman I talked to when I was giving a presentation, uh, she was saying that uh, she was signed up with a company, I can't use the name, uh, in Florida, and giving uh, for her husband's diabetes equipment. Okay. And, and they were signing her up for receiving the, the, the needles and the prep, all the stuff. Right, everything you needed. needed. Everything mm-hmm. you needed. And they kept calling her and saying, well, you need some more. Well, I don't. Well, they sent it anyway. Well, they were sending her so much stuff, she didn't need it anymore. So they could keep billing. So they could keep billing. Right. Dan, what are some of the signs you can tell the elderly or their caregivers to watch out for companies like that? Uh, well, you pretty much hit the nail on the head by saying, uh, you know, 
not nothing's really free. <laughs> yeah. If you're out in the community or at some sort of event and, you know, somebody is offering you a free service, whether it be a piece of durable medical equipment, a walker, cane, wheelchair, or something of that sort, mm-hmm. or genetic tests, or, you know, we'll swab your cheek and make sure that, you know, those in your family are protected um, and know if there's any predisposition to cancer. And, and it's free. All you, All we need is your Medicare number. That exchange is where fraud really becomes the most... Um, noticeable and, and obvious if someone is telling you a service or item is free but asking something of you i.e your medicare number um so is there something to the asking for the medicare number up front that seniors and their caregivers need to watch out for yeah if you need a service or if you're interested in having a service rendered to you or you have any questions it's the, most, the best thing you can do is go through a trusted provider, your doctor, primary mm-hmm. care doctor most especially. Um, for durable medical equipment, I'm always a big proponent of speaking with a physical therapist or occupational therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but going through a trusted provider is hands down way safer. Um, and, and the other problem Shelley was mentioning is durable medical equipment. Medicare will only cover one of those pieces every five years. So... If you if you get scammed and you know give your Medicare number away and somebody sends you you know diabetes equipment or nine back braces, Medicare is not going to cover one that you really need. Um, and a lot of those devices are unsafe; they're not fit to the person, and uh, so they, they're just dangerous. They're straight up dangerous. Yeah. They're knockoffs from China, and they cost about ten fifteen bucks to make. And Medicare will be billed around a thousand bucks for it. Mm-hmm. So. Do you in any way ally with Medicare? Do you work with them directly, indirectly to, on your programs? Or do they offer any financial assistance? I mean, I would think they'd want to be on board with what you're doing here. So it's, it's an interesting relationship. We, we don't have a, um, there's no written, that I know of at least, no written relationship there between um, the Senior Medicare Patrol and Medicare. Mm-hmm. However, m- Medicare, we work closely with 1-800-MEDICARE, the uh, free hotline Medicare that you can call if you have questions about your Medicare or fraud. And uh, very frequently, a lot of the calls that we get actually from beneficiaries come through the Medicare system itself. So um, they get directed to you? Yeah. So okay. Medicare will send them to us uh, and, and we will send things to Medicare. So there is a sense of referral there. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as financial, no, we, we don't we don't take any money from them. Pete, uh, just to accentuate the point, um, and I use that in my presentations, uh, every uh, person on Medicare <clears throat> gets your, your Medicare book, which is that, that thick. And it just so happens on page 97 and 98, here is the senior Medicare patrol that's mentioned in the Medicare book. Mm-hmm. And saying there's a senior Medicare patrol, blah, 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 this is what we do and this is how we do it. And then there's a paragraph that I always read in there that says there is a reward. If you call and you find, they find a, a perpetrator and they go and they find him and they do the whole business, that you're entitled to a reward. Interesting. But I've asked Dan, and Dan asked everybody, and we don't know of anybody yet getting Who's a ever reward. gotten the reward. Yeah. But it's written in there, and if it happens, I'd love to know. Yeah, that would be because it'd be a, it sounds a star to me somewhere. almost like the carnival, the big stuffed animals on top that nobody yeah, ever yeah, gets. Yeah. Oh, everybody's told, a winner. And I, yeah, and I, I tell my audience, I said, well, when was the last time the the 
the, the sweepstakes patrol came to your house right, with the balloons. Right. It doesn't mean, exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Shelly, what's know. some of the what what are some of the concerns you hear from the groups you speak with? What's the feedback you get? Uh, most of it is just they appreciate. Most of them don't understand that it really goes on. Sure. Uh, folks I talk to, they're looking at me like saying, does that really happen? Is that because the older generations are more trusting? Um, because I feel like they're targeted. My father was targeted with a scam, and he got taken. Yeah. And it's because he's a trusting man. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and, and let's face it, the uh, scammers know that. Yeah. And that's why you get all these telephone calls. I mean, I don't know how many times I get a call, and I'll answer your question in a second. No problem. But I don't know how many times I get the call, hi, this is Nancy, I'm calling for Medicare, and if you don't call me back right now, your Medicare is in jeopardy and stuff like yeah. that. And I tell folks, if you get a call like that, hang up. Medicare will never call you. Medicare, Social Security will never call you. Okay, that can't be repeated enough. Exactly, because they might call you if you started a case right. or you've got something going or you've written to them or you've called them, in res- but they'll call you in response. But Medicare will never call you. Social Security will never call you. The response I get from folks, they look at me, really? I go, right. They said, well, I got this call. I said, hang up. Yeah. Hang up because it's a scam. They try to, particularly... We're getting into open season now. What is the, open what are the dates? Yeah. Open enrollment. Is oh, it? this is the time to really watch out? Yeah. Okay. Open enrollment is coming up. Why is this October. the time to watch out? What so, makes this unique? Yeah, so open enrollment every year. Um, the open enrollment period between October 15th and December 7th is an opportunity for beneficiaries to change their Medicare coverage so they can okay. openly shop the market for commercial um, Shikoshin was saying commercial managed Medicare right. programs. Um, they they can shop and switch their plan as as needed, and they can pick up supplement plan. Um, and this becomes an area that's extremely ripe for fraud because a lot of there's so many moving parts in the Medicare program. There's a lot of different issues that are going on. People don't know how to navigate the system, and um, it is extremely complex. Yes, it's it's. <laughs> I mean, Shelly and I could tell you we've both been around the industry. You obviously much, much more knowledgeable and, and have more experience than I do with with the healthcare industry. But I've you know two degrees now in this area, and I still probably don't know more than half of what's going on in healthcare because there's so much. So then you take that and amplify it to somebody who doesn't have as equal access to information. Mm-hmm. Um, older adults who are far more trusting and will. Somebody calls and says, hey, I can help get you on this better Medicare plan. It's probably not true. Um, but like you said with your father, that, that trusting instinct from previous generations and older generations. What's the word they use? <clears throat> no copay. Yeah. No, no monthly fee. Yeah. None of this. Hello. Yeah. It's free it's, lunch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the free lunch is a good one. Um, there's a lot of prohibited activities um, that Medicare delineates that are often abused by um, people within the insurance industry, managed Medicare, and, and then... Um, what are some of those prohibited activities? Well, you, it depends on the time period, but you're not supposed to 
provide a lunch worth more than a certain amount. And oh, you weren't joking. No. Oh no, this is a thing. You're this you're. This is a thing. This is very much a thing. Oh, yeah. The brokers oh, go yeah, into yeah, yeah. senior centers and will offer an exquisite lunch, and they will. You're not. They're not supposed to take Medicare numbers. Um, I, we see that happens a lot, and um, you know the guidelines and rules are tricky during open enrollment itself. But um, definitely prior to open enrollment, you your prohibited brokers are prohibited from going into a facility and taking Medicare numbers from beneficiaries. The beneficiary can call that broker, um, but the broker can't solicit uh, that product. He can he or she could speak about the product, you know, say, hey, this is what we do, and by the way, here's our $20 lobster lunch. Um, mm-hmm. Give me a call. Um, so one of the things that, that's really important that Carrie does, and, and it's a little different from what we're talking about or Medicare fraud, but it's important is that they have what's called, and the area agencies on aging, all of them in the 52 counties that have area agencies, have um, uh, what's called an APRISE program, A-P-P-R-I-S-E, APRISE. And and there they have volunteers who are experts in insurance. I was just going to ask where they can get help to navigate this, so thank you for bringing that up. Seniors can go in, make an appointment, and talk to another senior who is expert in insurance and say, here's my situation, here's my income, here's my blah, 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 blah. What do you think is the best thing for me, or what are the alternatives for me, what should I look out for? And we have that here in Franklin County in the area agency on aging. Is there a website they can go to? Just to the AAA website. Franklin County. Look at Franklin County area agency on aging. It's in Franklin County website. Okay, great. And they so- got, or they can dial uh, 717-263-2153. That's the area AC number. So that would be recommended for anyone who's out there kind of on their own. You got it. And has any question about their insurance, particularly Mm -hmm. with what's going on with the open enrollment, Mm -hmm. now's the time they're going to have questions. And that they'll be able to direct them and get them the right answers? Yep. Yep. Are there any other real... There's no no easy answer. No, there really aren't. You can't tell a cookie-cutter thing that says, this is for you, this is for you. Everybody's got a different situation with mm-hmm. respect their income and and whatever. Excuse me. Yeah, no, and I I, I just want to reiterate the uh, importance and value that comes from the Apprise program, uh, free unbiased Medicare counseling. Right, there's I mean, nothing in it for them. Nothing right. in it for them. These are folks like Shelley who dedicate their time to helping other people. You know, make informed decisions regarding their That's Medicare. Partner with the Apprise yeah. program, so yeah. I can talk them about this, and then they can talk about the insurance program, so we can kind of give them the balanced approach. Yeah, yeah. sure. And I don't know if you guys have any out-of-state listeners, um, but sure, if, yeah. But, but if you do, uh, those outside of the state of Pennsylvania, the Apprise program is called SHIP. S H I P. Same thing, free, uh, unbiased Medicare counseling, um, fully grant-funded, just like the SMP. Um, there's nothing in it for them. They're just folks out here to help. Shelly, where are you? Where are you headed next? You mean today or the next day? Yeah, as far as your SMP program. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be in Quincy Village by three, so that's okay. another meeting. But uh, now I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing and learning as I. And where can we find out about where you're giving your 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 presentations? Is that on the Cary website? Yes. Yeah, so uh, it's on the right, Cary web. Does it put it on a website? We don't. That's that's actually a really really great question, and uh, I. I can, I've let, oh, I shouldn't, I'm not, I haven't been doing it. Stacy Yurko runs the INR, Information and Research 
information and resources for the Franklin County. And she said if I told her when I'm giving presentations, she'd put it in. She puts that thing out twice a week. Okay. And you, I'm sure you've seen her website, mm -hmm. uh, the INR website. And, uh, yeah, they can do that. Other than that, it's just the people who are at the facility who know about it. Or, like, if I give it at a, uh, a senior center, it'll be on their billboard that I'm coming in next right, month or whatever. Coming. Or, mm -hmm. or anywhere else. It goes on to whoever participates in that particular venue. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you both for coming on the show today. This is an important topic. Remember, protect that Medicare number. Go to the Apprise website during this open Take enrollment. And report. Yeah, what, go ahead, give it to protect, us. Protect, detect, and report. Okay, and uh, get that uh, reward, somebody out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, let right. us know the elusive <laughs> Let us know if you get one. <laughs> All, right. All right, thanks, gentlemen. Yeah, Thank thanks, guys. So and thanks for listening. Find us online at progresspod.org. <laughs>